This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It's time to talk about those new look Dallas Mavericks. Can I give a shout out real quick? Sure. Was it Cody who was at the Las Vegas airport who said he's a Tolo and listens to us? Yes. Cody, right? Yep. Shout out to Cody because he asked this question. What do you think of the Mavs before they played this game? And what was my answer? We're going to kick all the ass because Dwight Powell isn't going to play. I said championship, and you guys are like, <laughs> oh, God. But I mean, I would still probably stand firm <laughs> with that line after uh, one game. I, I'm, pretty sure I said, championship. I'm pretty sure I said we're never losing again. So, like, that was mine, mine too. But, yeah, and so yeah. far, we haven't. All right. So, anyway, shout out to Cody Tolo, who was in the Las Vegas airport. And, you know, we got back home. He did too, as far as we know. Yeah, I don't, oh I don't really know. Is I, I will just throw out real quick for people that were asking is the Mavericks did not get Spencer Dimwitty as he did sign with the Lakers. However, fine. Okay, agreed. You look at that game against the Thunder, and we'll preface all this by saying it's one game. Against the Thunder. Against the Thunder. In the NBA who are very good. Regular season where nobody cares about regular season games. I mean, it feels like the Thunder have cared okay, a lot right. I'll this take, year. I'll but I hear it. what you're saying. All right. Is this team looked fantastic. It looked more complete in terms of what you wanted to see in the front court. And you're still dealing with some injuries. And it just can't help. But, I mean, and I know Brada said this, I don't know, a week or so ago is this team has just had so many injuries. It's tough to, like, really think about what they're going to look like. But making these two moves help hit a couple of their deficiencies. Man, it was one game. And I have to remind myself it's one game. I was actually talking to Taylor Hearn, who's in Japan right now, getting ready for his season in Japan, if you didn't know that. So that congratulations sense. to him on, on his contract there and everything. But he was asking me questions about the Mavs. And I said, Taylor, it's only one game. But that one game looked really impressive against a team that you might have to play in the first round. Okay, let me ask you a question real quick about that because obviously we talked about this a lot with Gafford. What I'm immediately going to go to is what was most impressive to me was them on the board. Was there a specific element, whether it was that or something else, that you thought looked most impressive on Saturday? The Mavericks were more physical. They were attacking the boards more. And all it took was, I don't want to say one guy because – P.J. Washington's a very strong and physical guy, too. And they both... Maxi Kleva look really good in yes, that game, too. They, 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 they got standing ovations when they checked in. So I was watching the game from the start, and it was like a standing ovation. They both check in at the same time. I'm going to assume about, I don't know, four minutes or five minutes to go in the first quarter, something like that. And they get a standing ovation. And their energy and their physicality is just something the Mavs don't have. They're, the Mavs are one of the least physical teams in all of the NBA. So to add two guys that are athletic, can run the court well, 
they have more to their game than just like a kind of a one-trick pony and nothing against other guys, but sometimes the Mavericks have been used to, I'll take Dorian Finney-Smith, for example. I really like Dorian Finney-Smith. I would have liked if he would have come back to the Mavs. But we know that Dorian Finney-Smith can't dribble or pass. He just can catch and shoot, and then he plays defense. That's good, but these guys have the ability to get the ball and dribble it and score with people on them, and then you're watching them rip down rebounds and say, no, 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 our possession isn't over just because we missed. I'll get an offensive rebound, and we can reset it. That's what happens 15 times a game against the Mavericks, and now it's like, ain't going to happen 15 times a game. It'll happen. Other other teams will get an offensive rebound here and there, but now you're like, wait a second. Gafford and P.J. Washington are going to slow down the other team's ability to be like, we're stronger than you, we're more physical than you, we might be more athletic than you. You're like, nope, no, we're not. Gafford and P.J. Washington combined for his uh, one less offensive rebound than the rest of the team combined. So they had five, and the rest of the team had six total. And Gafford had four offensive rebounds on his own. So Mike's, I mean, dead on. Like, now Luka gets another crack at it. Kyrie gets another crack at it to put points in. And I like that's a huge factor. It just seemed like Gafford was everywhere on the yeah. court whenever, even on if he missed a rotation, and they're still having to learn their rotations, he was flying to a three-point shooter. Uh, P.J. Washington, I still think he has a lot more to grow in, but whenever it comes down to, oh, man, Lively's out tonight, uh, where are we going to get that production? They would probably go, I guess we got to go to Timmy tonight. And now they can go elsewhere other than Timmy. You can go to PJ. You can also go to Gafford for points. And I think the other thing, too, is Gafford can get points on his own just by being around and underneath the basket. He can he yeah. can go back up. He can and get, get trash points yes. sometimes where you, he just grabs an offensive rebound or just, you know, gives, gives a tip back or a, or a, a put back. Yes. And... But you mean trash points in the positive perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Is that we're never going to post him up. Yeah. We're not going to run plays for Gafford. And the, the play you will run is obviously a pick and roll where he rolls to the basket for an alley-oop. But it'll be interesting because even in Dwight Powell's good year, and that was the year you went to the conference finals, as soon as the playoffs started, you're like, I remember asking the old Phoenix Suns general manager. Uh, we've had him on McDonough. a few times. McDonough. McDonough. I'm like, hey, how come – Dwight Powell was getting 10 points a game in March and April so easily. And then the playoffs start, and it's like zero points, zero rebounds. Like, it's one of the easiest plays to stop, especially Dwight Powell. Like, he's an easy person to stop. You you can allow it in the regular season, but you're like, yeah, it's Dwight Powell. We can shut this down in a second. I'm wondering, and I don't know this, when Gafford and Derek Lively set the pick and they roll to the basket is it going to be that easy to shut down? I don't know because they can jump higher. They they can actually catch a ball and maybe put the ball. They're longer, yeah. You don't want Derek Lively to put the ball on the floor yet. But you can see Gafford. He I can put the ball that. on the floor for one dribble and then make a spin move and do something. But So I'm like, this is different. This is – it's one game. So I need to see it. I was telling Taylor Hearn, I need to see this for like 10 more games to see is this real? What I saw Saturday afternoon, is this real? Because if that's real – they can make it back to a conference finals. I'm not predicting that yet. Let's see how this month of February plays out with this team. Yeah, I, I, that was different. Yeah, that and to the, to what you just said, Luca and Kyrie can get them to the conference finals, but to, but you have to have all the rest of the pieces there too, and that's what it looks like right now. The the you said off air this morning. You know, is it enough time to get the chemistry? where it needs to be for something like that to happen. And I, st- I stand by this. I think 
because of the enthusiasm from both Gafford and P.J. Washington of their situation. They are somewhere where they have a chance. They are somewhere where they can. They want to make this work. They didn't just get thrown into this situation. And by the way, if you heard Gafford in the presser, like he's got charisma. He's got he can talk. I loved it. I'm really excited to hear more from him as we go along. But they are enthusiastic about trying to make this work and being part of it. Yeah. So that's what I think will speed up the process. If you have resistance, that's going to be a problematic. But you have two guys that seem to really want to be part of a winning situation. And they've both been part of just completely losers, Awful. right? Yeah. I mean, they, they don't even compete for playoff spots for the most part in their career. So this is different. The Mavericks are right now the eight seed. They have 29 games left. So... Corey, that's what I just wonder. You just see so many times it's very tough to make a midseason trade and for it to impact you completely. It's usually like the next year where you see it come together. You have an offseason. It will be up to Jason Kidd. Uh, it will be up to his coaching staff to figure out how quick can we mesh this because you're limited in practice because you're like, hey, Luke is playing 40 minutes a night. That's not going to stop. Right. See, how much do you want him practicing? Mm -hmm. and, and then Kyrie has injury problems throughout his career, and he's having injury problems again this year. So out of these 29 games left, I'm expecting Kyrie to play in 20 of them. Like, I hope he plays in more of them, but if he plays in 20 of them and Luca plays in, let's say, 26 of them. Is that the threshold minimum to really feel like you've got a cohesive unit going into the playoffs? That 20 games? That would be a minimum, right? Because even like Nico, early on in the year, he was getting interviewed and he said, look, and every person says the same thing. I'm just repeating Nico because he's our general manager now. He says, give me 20 games. After 20 games, I'll have an idea of what we lack and what we need and what we are good at. Well, this gives Nico, like there's not. He a, saw it very defined and said we would got to do yes. it because we all saw it too. We all, all saw yeah. exactly what they needed. And thank and God Nico's watching, yeah. you know, because I'm going to give Nico a lot of credit. This is a different, Mark Cuban never ran a franchise like this with himself running the franchise. You're like, wait, why are we adding 35-year-olds to Luca when he's 21 years old? Like these Big guys name. aren't going to be around yeah. to really create something and and so i think nico sees it as i do have a superstar who's 24 years old almost 25 why don't i try to add guys that are going to be around this league for five more years in a prime rather than adding guys that might be able to help for a second or two and so the thing is they have to get out of the eight seed so somehow some way for this to maybe make a run and i know you you have to have the right matchups in the playoffs and maybe you get the wrong matchup in the first round even if you get out of the play-in situation but i don't I don't know how big of a run. I know the Lakers did it. I don't feel like you can make a big run being a play-in team. It, and I don't and that's not a hard ask at all cuz first can get to of five all, pretty quick, I yeah, think. Yeah, you can you're a game back of right. five. Now, I realize as you would guess from 5 to 8 there are multiple teams in the way. Yeah. But then you look at tonight like you have an easy opponent. If you lose this game, well hell, we'll have a completely different they have segment. Nine wins. This is the yeah. kind of night where you just sit everybody though, right? Is what no, you're saying? No, I have I look we need to win this game and continue your forward momentum because they've won four in a row. And all of a sudden, maybe you don't immediately take the five seed, but if you can jump over Sacramento or New Orleans, or at the very worst, continue to create separation yeah. with the Lakers and the Warriors, that's what you need to do. 100%. And so I think they can. Now, the thing is, is to your point, 
Kyrie probably has to play more than 20 of 29 games. If you're going to get the five seed, and I know, yes, you're just a game back, but it's Phoenix, New Orleans, and Sacramento are barely ahead of you, and you're so far behind Denver and Oklahoma City. I think that would be really tough to get to four or three. You'd probably, at this point, you have 23 losses. You're probably looking at, with 29 games to go, you could lose six more games and maybe get the four seed. So I do not. that's 23 and six the rest of the way to get the four seed. You're right mathematically i do not see currently a viable path to get into the top four like i i I, you're right you could but i I think it's number five or bust and i understand you need Kyrie feeling healthy going into the playoffs so you do have to watch how much he plays on back-to-back games and three out of fours and stuff like that he has had a lot of rest already this season missing games i know they, they were real injuries they're not fake but if you want to get that five seed i just wonder how much you have to push Kyrie and Luca to, you know, like Pippen playing all the games. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at their schedule. It's Kevin, an easier schedule. The mat the the matchup at the end of the game, I believe, will decide whether or not the Mavericks get into the four seed. You that mean the ma- matchup at the end of the season? Season, yeah, yeah the matchup at the end of the game. Because if we're deciding <laughs> it at the end of the game tonight, I'm going to be like, well, oh, never mind. Mavericks play the Thunder, and I feel the Thunder will slip into the four spot, and the yeah. Mavericks will have their opportunity to steal it. it I, the two things, Mike, that I that I I'm noticed. wondering when Derek Lively's coming back too, real quick. Like, was he on the bench? Like, is his face like super swollen? I have not seen his his face uh whether or not it's swollen but um i don't want that as a drop the there, there are two things that that just like spirit was a big deal you saw luca make a play with uh with gafford and he was excited like you saw the oh my gosh i got i got something to work with we have something to work with i think it injected some enthusiasm excitement into the club itself where they were just like i don't even know if i want to play tonight most nights and now they're probably down this stretch gonna be like let's go man let's go get something let's hunt it and then on the other side, Oklahoma City just throughout the end of that game looked they looked stoned, dude. They looked like they got knocked well, out, knocked around and beat up and had no answer to a team that like the Mavericks they're like, "Man, we're we got to deal with them by the end of the year." I promise you this. I think the top 4 4 or 5 teams if you want to include it. Minnesota, Clippers, Oak City, Denver and Phoenix. They didn't see Dallas as a threat at all. If they had nope. to play them in the playoffs, they're like, Agreed. "This is great." Like they play no defense. We're going to score 130-something points a game. So as long as they don't shoot 45% from three, we're going to beat the Mavericks almost every game. And now let's see this momentum that they just created because Oklahoma City had to at least look at that and go, oh, crap. So matching up with Dallas in the playoffs might be an issue. Let's see how Dallas plays the rest of the way. Oklahoma City's having a great regular season. But if the Mavericks can keep playing this way, and especially when they do play again, a team like, I don't know their schedule, but a Phoenix, a Denver, and if they beat those teams. Oh, if they beat Denver. Right. Then all of a sudden, I think teams are going to start looking ahead of the Mavericks and going, the Mavs can't catch us record-wise, but crap, we don't want to match up with this Maverick team. Yes, I agreed. But yes, and I see the text. We just hope they don't get burned out. Yeah, yes, that would be tough, man. That would be a very tough situation. When you're pushing yourself really hard at the end of the year against quality opponents. Yeah, they do have to play games. I mean, I think they scheduled <laughs> the Mavericks point. probably have 104 uh, regular season. No, like, no the they Cowboys all play had, the same amount of games. I think the Cowboys had 22 regular season games, and the rest of the teams only had to play 17. So Shut up. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. From the righteous to the ridiculous. Who cashed in and who lost big betting Super Bowl 58? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. 
Second and ten, Niners up three, nothing. Purdy going to throw a double pass. Back to Juwan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! CMC, enter the dragon, baby! I bet they'll get sadder as the game goes along. Is We're talking more about the Super Bowl, but also... I hear rumblings at noon. I'm tweeting it right now, Kevin. Might have a neat little uh, announcement to make. Significant news coming at noon today regarding your favorite baseball show of record. Oh. At 105.3 The Fan, as, as we like to call it, the North Texas baseball show of record. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, is right here on this show. And that and Sean named us that. Sean Sharif named us that, and we rode with it, and then the Rangers win the World Series. Coincidence? Nope. I'm interested. I have no clue what you're talking about. I, I'm in, Well, good. Good. That's exciting. That's a, that's you have you a baseball a announcement to make? Yes. At noon? Yes. Okay. Now, let's talk about some gambling from yesterday because there was well, you won. Do you want to talk about your win? No, no. And then we'll get say, to the I national did ga- anthem. I did gamble on Friday, but I, f- I felt bad because I said heads on our show Friday, and I decided it's like minus 105. You can just bet either one. So, you know, Vegas is going to win ultimately. But I was going to bet heads, and I thought, I don't want to be that big of a degenerate on this new <laughs> app that oh, I have. So I'm not going to bet Copy. heads or tails. Well, heads won at first, and then tails won. Was there a do they quickly put that on the board, or do they have that on the board if there's an overtime? There's a new coin flip. That is a good question. I I'll did not push. see that on the MGM app that you could bet on the coin flip for overtime. You could only bet on the coin flip to start the game. Now let's go to cut number nine. This is Phil Sims making a what some would argue was confusing prediction about who was going to win the Super Bowl. You know, I'm going to go with the underdog, and I know everybody, that's city, even though they're favored, because everybody has been picking San Francisco. But I'm going to take Kansas City in a high-scoring game, 31-27. to 27. I'm sorry, San Francisco, 31-27 to 27 over Kansas City. I was watching that live. <laughs> 
I was like, he broke. He this broke. is this is this is the worst paragraph he's ever put together <laughs> on doing games or getting ready to analyze a game. Because then the thing leading up to picking Kansas City made sense. They are the underdog, yeah. and then he changed it to the favorite. So then the first two or three sentences you said don't make sense again. It was like they put up. San Francisco on the on the thing it clicked San Francisco after he said Kansas City and then he looked down at the screen he goes oh yeah I guess I picked San Francisco are you embarrassed mm. <laughs> it was it was the weirdest it was the he was the first person to pick the game too because they went left to right I was watching this I didn't know he even had this but I was like that was the most confusing pick ever and then after he changed it to San Francisco then the three sentences he said leading up to yeah. picking Kansas City doesn't make sense that he picked San Francisco yeah, that was that was very confusing audio right there play it again okay. listen I want to because this was amazing this is Phil Sims giving you his breakdown for why he's picking one team but then that's not really who he's picking. You know, I'm going to go with the underdog, and I know everybody, that's Teddy, even though they're favored, because everybody has been picking San Francisco. But I'm going to take Kansas City in high-scoring games, 31-27. to 27. I'm sorry, San Francisco, 31-27 to 27 over Kansas City. What, what, what was he trying <laughs> to say? Everybody's picking San Francisco, but I'm picking Kansas City. I'm going with the underdog, even though everybody's yeah. picking them. Uh, what? Like, yeah, that's also a confusing. Those thing. three sentences, uh -huh. you couldn't. I do this, <laughs> and I do this bad at times. I don't know if I can put together three sentences that don't make that much sense. Now, what perhaps caused even more nonsense? Reba McIntyre's national anthem. Oh, I didn't watch this. I did not realize, Kevin, how short the over/under was set at. I thought I w in my mind I was like, "There's no way she's going anywhere near two minutes." Did she micro machine it? I don't know. Here's the thing: originally, everybody thought the over hit incorrect. The under hit. Bet MGM made their ruling because she said "Home of the Brave," pause, and then gave the Brave the big belt. MGM says no. National Anthem is over when she first says brave. Over. Her creative Dude. license to then do it again says the second brave does not count. So we've got controversy on the National Anthem. Yeah, I think that's that's one of those prop bets that they probably just need to, like, it's it's too easy to change and not well-defined. And, I, yeah. like, how do you even know? I wouldn't know. On the sheet, does it say no? That's at the end of uh, you know. It, when when is it exactly? <laughs> Nobody knows, and it's not well defined. But you need to get the money back in that situation if you're going to say no. You just be like, you know what, guys, we're uh, we're giving you all your money back. We're just flattening it out because otherwise it went a minute thirty five, and the over under was a minute thirty point five seconds. <sighs> but then if you take off that second brave, they're like, it's like nope. minute forty one or something. Yeah, they're like, nope. Now it's the under, yeah. so. You lose. A little bit of controversy right there. Also, people who bet all of the money lost a lot of that money. Four of the five bets that I that I was made aware of that went for at least $500,000 were for the 49ers. Lose. Four of the six bets that went for a million dollars or more went for the 49ers. Lose. Mm. Which means Drake, who is well known for losing in big situations, 
He bet $1.15 million on Mahomes and company. That's a cash right there. I can't remember if he bet it in. I think he might have bet it in Bitcoin as well. Ooh, I might be talking about Bitcoin and Mike Ooh. likes it today. I'm not sure if I'm going to, but I'm going to talk about it this week, which is a Netflix show is I ended up pushing on my three bets. I knew I was going to lose one bet for sure because I intentionally bet a loss. If this makes sense, you could bet it was three to one odds. Would the Chiefs win by six points or less? And then it was also three to one odds. Would the 49ers win by six points or less? I bet both of them. So I bet $20 on that to then just win 20 extra bucks. Sure. So it was like bet 20 to win 40. You could bet 10 to win 40, and I did on both sides, knowing that one would lose. But I just – I couldn't figure out who was going to win this game. I said 49ers on Friday, but I wasn't confident, and I wasn't confident to bet the 49ers minus two at the time. I don't know what it ended at, but it was minus two on Friday when we were leaving Las Vegas. And so I just bet that it would be a close game – and going, if it stays within six points, which I got worried in overtime because when San Francisco had the ball, I'm like, if they score a touchdown and kick the extra point, it's a seven-point yeah, win. Yeah, and you could lose. If, obviously, Kansas City goes down because they now have to go for a touchdown. So if they don't score the touchdown, I lose this bet, even though it went to overtime. So I won that bet, and then I bet 20 bucks to win $66 that Brock Purdy would be the MVP. I don't even know. We discussed it earlier. I'm not even sure Brock Purdy would have won the MVP. I think it was going to be, you know, I think it was going to be kind of a 50-50 situation on if he won the MVP. Uh, So I lost that one. So I ended up winning no money, but I lost no money. I bet $40 total. I won $40. Mm, But your crap's stable. I lost like sixty to seventy dollars while I was there. Look, so I, I understand you want to win. That that's not that bad if you go to Las Vegas and that's the loss that you. I mean, you walk but if away. you're trying to walk away as a winner, that's because when I lose like thirty dollars at the craps table, I walk away. Then most people are like, "It's thirty bucks." I'm like, "God, yeah. what a waste of money!" I could have gone and eaten some more fish and chips with Gordon Ramsay. Now, <laughs> yes, yes that's good fish and chips. Now, a lot of times. Fish. Do people support the bets of the public or not? If, if most of the money is coming in on one thing, should you go along with the masses or go against What them? was my, I have no clue what most of the money was coming. I will, I will tell you. Okay. Yeah, go with the masses. No. No. The saying is fade the public. Fade the public. All right. Most popular bets for the prop side. Brock Purdy over 0.5 total interceptions. Loss. Debo Samuel to score a touchdown. Loss. Mm. Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown. Loss. So the three highest bet prop bets by the public were all losses. However, they also put most of their money on the Chiefs. 70% against the spread and 71% of the total money because you factor in money line and everything like that. Came in on the Chiefs. Money line was plus 110 when I was leaving Vegas. Okay. So. And that, yeah. Because yeah. it, it had gotten really close on there. But that's a big win. However, a little bit of heartbreak right here. The vast majority of bets on the over-under came in on the over of 47 and a half. I did hit that. I didn't bet it. Remember I said I thought it would be a low-scoring game, and yes. even with yes. with overtime, overtime, it still worked out, it right? It hit the under, so 
A lot of losses there for the public, but if you just bet on the Chiefs to win, you came out ahead. Good job if you did that. Should have. Did but I you didn't. do wagering with your kids? I did wagering where I let my wife just pick. We so we Wait, filled out the like in Vegas. You you bet in Vegas. Yes. Did you win no, or lose? No, it was just at home. Oh. I, I thought I thought you meant you called up your wife no, Jess. No, 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 You're like, no, no, hey, no, I'm no, in no. Vegas. What do you want to bet? No, I won my money on on the slots in Vegas, mm. and, and I did not. Kevin's all about slots. the slots. What are you slots. trying to avoid taxes or something? Yeah. You just keeping this a secret? Like, how much did you win? You afraid Biden's listening right oh now? Oh my God, no, I'm not. Four hundred and sixty dollars. Look at you, um, Ruben won. We did. We ended up doing bingo. We ended up doing a bingo. Okay. Night. Yeah, and the one that really like there was a Carter. Mike Carter wrote up the bingo card, and he said San Francisco takes a severe injury, and I was like, huh? Like, why would you put that on there? And then Greenlaw takes the severe ACL injury or uh, uh, Achilles injury, and you're just like, oh my gosh! And he was like, yeah, I knew it was gonna happen, Dad. Oh my just think if, if that guy doesn't fumble the punt, he never has to replace his foot to go off of the field again. Like that's why he, that's why he did what he did. He took a step onto the field and then realized, oh, it's a loose ball. I don't want to get called for extra men on the field or whatever. So let me step behind the line. And when he stepped behind the out of bounds line again, and then to push off to go back on the field, that's when it popped on him. Dang. Now. I want to know how does that happen? I I like that's that was I, crazy. Isn't that but just when you like I say that, but was it ready to pop like at any moment was it ready to pop? Like was I, see, it See, I don't necessarily know if I believe that cuz I also think if it was like a like, cleaner tackle straight away and he just ran onto the field would yeah, he but been like, fine? Would the next know. play as know. in like the ball was snapped and he pushes off that foot was it going to pop? Like I don't know. I don't know how that all transpires in like it just it seems like when it pops that easy, just like a yeah, uh, uh, the UCL and the elbow for a Tommy John surgery, like it's ready to explode. It's it's time and it's ready to explode. I think, like if I would have thrown, like if a guy would have thrown a changeup instead of a fastball on that pitch, would he have never had Tommy John surgery because it would have never it's, popped? I don't know. It's interesting because on the the Dolphins uh, hard knocks, Jalen Phillips, there's a play in New York where he's like, oh man, my calf hurts. And he kind of is messing with his calf. On the next play, he tears his ACL. And so it's kind of like, did his okay. calf hurt because it was yeah. already kind of injured? And he just was like, oh, I'll just tough through it. And then all of a sudden, it just finally gave. So, like, I mean, it could be like that situation. Maybe it was already injured. Maybe the soft field they had to practice on uh, set him up poorly for whatever they surface they were playing on whenever they got out there. Now, the easiest cash in the night is I asked my wife, what do you think the over-under is on how many times they show Taylor Swift? And she goes, oh, I don't know, 20? And I said, it's five and a half. And she said, give oh, wow. me the over. Was it like 10? My, my rough oh. count was 11. Okay, good. 12 for like 53 seconds. Yeah, and so, but that was an easy cash, so my wife took the over on that. Big night for CC Sabathia. I want to know if you think these three. He was right behind Taylor. I know. I was like, how did, I asked Drees. Drees still stays in touch with him. I'm like, hey, CC's sitting behind Taylor Swift. Like, what's going on here? I also didn't realize that was Blake Lively right next to her at first. Is do you I didn't th- know that until you just said that. Oh, there you go. I did. Jared Sandler knew. Is do you think these were smart bets? That's if, his K Adams. If you have all the money, or these are dumb bets, no matter how much money you have. Somebody bet fifteen thousand dollars 
on Rasheed Rice to win MVP, that would have paid out $975,000. They bet $15,000? Oh, they have a lot of money. Way. Okay, yeah. Like, just think about how much way. money you have when you do that. Somebody bet $25,000 to win a million on Isaiah Pacheco being named Super Bowl MVP. I just think it's really tough. If I think about the Kansas City Chiefs going forward, I think they're going to probably play in three to four more Super Bowls in Patrick Mahomes' career. He still has 10-plus years sure. left, I think, as long as he stays healthy. is It's tough to bet on somebody. When you have Patrick Mahomes on your team, how does somebody else win the, the MVP? That's what I was a little bit worried about, Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy's odds were two plus 230. Patrick Mahomes' odds was plus 135. The only thing that they're kind of giving Patrick Mahomes is the reason we'll give you a plus is we're not sure if they're going to win the game or not. Sure. I Do you take any more solace in somebody betting on Kyle Juszczyk to win MVP? Or Instead Tom, of Tom Rathman. Tom Rathman, as you call him. Somebody bet $140 at 750 to 1 on Juszczyk to win $105,000. I looked at all these. But they lost. To bet on a San Francisco player to win the Super Bowl MVP because I felt like I didn't want to bet the game because I just wasn't yeah. confident on it. But I'm like, the odds are better because I can't bet on anybody on Kansas City except for Mahomes. And it's almost a one to one bet here. It's there's not like good odds. So I was looking and McCaffrey wasn't far behind um Brock Purdy. Purdy. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just go with the quarterback since it's plus two thirty. There's probably it's rare that you probably get a quarterback for odds on MVP and it's over plus 200. I'm just assuming uh, that the quarterback's just going to be favored in these things. Uh, so I just couldn't figure out when it came to McCaffrey. I was like, ah, I'll just go with the quarterback here because it doesn't get the odds don't get a ton better. And there's no way I was going to pick on Mesquite Poteet's Jason Jennings to win it. Like, I don't even know if he was on the board. I, I, I've i seen odds from 100 to 400 to 1 on Juwan Jennings. And somebody said I bet $100 to win $1,100 and the game was going to overtime. So good for okay. you right there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for some Gridiron Gravy, a big name on the market, a bigger prediction, and the playoffs staying on streaming. Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Tommy Townsend has sent the punt inside the Kansas City 25. The punt will come from our right to our left. It's a knee-high long snap, a right-footed punt. And here is the ball landing in front of Ray Ray McLeod who gets it out of... Oh, he fumbled! He had the ball and he fumbled it at the 17! The Chiefs have recovered! KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip! Yeah! Here we go. I'm so burnt out. <laughs> so tired this season is just too long now as everybody anticipated unfortunately they did the 49ers did confirm that Drake Greenlaw tore his left Achilles in the second quarter I know we were just kicking that around and that was the thought but they did confirm that so and that's a I guess we're seeing now that that's not a year injury it's only a nine-month injury so he could be back early next season like maybe not to start the year but that's something that you have to look at because I do think the Niners are set up to go back to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they will, but they sure. still have a very good team with a $1 million quarterback. So you look at a player like that, I think some of the confusion that happened in the fourth quarter as they were breaking that down on ESPN, I thought Dan Orlowski, I know that Bobby Belt hates him, but I think he did a good job of this. 
I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name, number 48, who had to play for Greenlaw. There were times where they were running multiple motions, and it looked like he was a little bit confused. Yeah. And so when you have a dude that's, I'm assuming Greenlaw is out there for 80-plus percent of the snaps on defense, and so he probably has a better idea on zone coverages, man coverages, motions, and all those things. And so he felt like a few times 48 got a little bit confused on where he was supposed to be. Now, interesting note, there was a lot of discussion about Andy Reid's job future. And right after the game, Andy Reid was quick to say, I'm not retiring. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, again, I think he's Unless having you're Eric the enemy. Uh, what's that? Unless you're Eric the enemy. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, I do wonder if Nagy would have kind of a inside track Maybe. now with that. Maybe. But I think you can Charles? see he's he's mm-hmm. having fun with Patrick. Like even the in like the commercials that they do, the State Farm commercials they do together. He just looks like he's having fun with Mahomes. I'm kind of curious. Hey, what the conversation with Travis Kelsey is going to be? He uh, said he's coming back. No, 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 no. Like what his conversation is with him about that moment. Oh. Hey, let's not. I, I understand. You know, you're. You were uh, upset. You were warmed up about it, but you know. Oh, I thought you meant when he was singing. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> tried, whatever. Kelsey sense. almost tackled him yeah. out on the field. In the second quarter. And he and Andy Reid in the presser. He uh he had a great answer. He was like, "Look, he kind of got me off my feet. I didn't have my feet out from under yeah. me." But you know, even still, that's a moment that Travis probably wants back. Let, but he was heated. Let's just say, for the sake of whatever, he does just knock him over. I think it's. Does that? change i think it could i think then a lot of people on the sideline are what i think probably the majority of people on the sideline didn't see that the people obviously close to andy reed saw it and saw he got bumped by him as he was screaming and cussing at him to never take him out of a football game but i think a lot of people that maybe weren't close to that didn't feel it you know and they're like hey what just happened or whatever if he knocks down Andy Reid by accident because he's so mad, everybody on the sideline is like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And Travis, what is wrong with you? Now, still a little bit of Travis, you can't do that in that situation. Yeah. But I think if he knocks him over, that could be, uh, I think, I don't know, I think it could be a, a distraction going forward in that game. What I want to say about... Andy Reid coming back and Travis Kelsey coming back. I watched a lot of the – I usually don't do this, but I did watch a lot of the post-game show when it transferred over to ESPN with Chris Berman and Booger McFarlane and watching a lot of the interviews. It was amazing to me, and I know I'm making fun of the Cowboys, and I will make fun of the Cowboys till the day I die, especially that they're burnt out playing football. That team, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean everybody who stepped on that ESPN stage, they were quick to say – this is awesome. We're going to celebrate, and we want three. We want a three-peat. We want to be the team that three-peats. Like, you saw him on stage with um, uh, G- uh, Jim Nance. Immediately, like, they were already focused on on Travis Kelsey said it. Like, it was already on to next year. This is great. This is awesome. They didn't say we could repeat. We did it against all odds, and it's three-peat time. And it was, to me, it's – as they're comparing Patrick Mahomes to Michael Jordan, and I don't want to give him all this credit, but he has this team on, we're winning all the championships. We're not going to get complacent. We're not going to get burnt out. And eventually they will. It happens to every team. But they are already talking about three-peat. Yeah, when, when I've always kind of wondered this, Kevin. I, we asked it last week, maybe even before. I asked if you really thought the legacy was the big thing for Patrick Mahomes. 
And when Tracy Wolfson is like, hey, is this a dynasty? The first thing he says is, you know, we're not done yet. You know, it's the start of one, yeah. but we're not done yet. So hearing that part of it, I was just like, oh, man, this dude is thinking and like every player following can go. But, and, and I also like, like that D Law would quit this team. He'd be like, I can't play on a team that cares this much about football. And Andy Reid said, how you write it will be how you write it. Mm-hmm. We don't determine that. And I mean, look, it, it is it absolutely is like I'm not going to dispute that at all. And tomorrow I've been looking up some stuff. I really want to go like in depth about the idea of the three P, but it is absolutely a dynasty. And I think it's hard to argue that right now. All right, a couple more things for you is Hassan Reddick on the trade market. Like, as we focus on next season and everything like that, he was given permission to seek a trade. This is obviously somebody who's been a big part of the Eagles, but looks like he is going to be moving on. Good. Agreed. Yeah, get him out of that Eagles uniform. Agreed, agreed. On the flip side, does not look like the Bears will be moving away from Caleb Williams because they reportedly, quote, need a historic haul to trade the number one pick. Now, that's the word. Will that still be the case if they trade to two or three? I don't know. But now the word on the street is they're going to take Caleb Williams, move on from Justin Fields, and we'll see if and how that will change in the next two months. What's the move on from Justin Fields portion uh, total out to for you? Like what if they move on from him, what's what's are they just gonna move on as in cut and move no, 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 on like they would, let, wait for contract to run out or no, trade? they would trade him. Yeah, I'm that's sure. what, what's I think the value you get a, of that. I'm going At least to a second. That's what I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a second and like a fourth that can become a third, let's just say if let's see that. that's what I would that's what I'm just trying to think of teams. I, I don't think Washington, because they have the second pick, and this is such a quarterback-heavy draft up top, because a lot of people are loving Daniels and Drake May, and then there's there's Penix and Bo Nix, and there's guys that are considered like late mid-first guys that maybe. Yeah. So I think there's so many quarterbacks in this draft that a lot of teams you might run into that Chicago wants a first from are going to go, look, we'll do a second. But I think with a first-round pick, we can maybe get our quarterback. But I think there's going to be enough teams out there that look at Justin Fields and say, dude, a second-round pick, and, and we can – like, I look at Seattle. Nothing against Geno Smith. I don't know. And maybe Justin Fields is going to be the next Geno Smith. But I just look at it, and there has to be enough teams out there that go, Justin Fields is better than our guy. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I know that they're not going to do this. I would love to try Justin Fields here in Dallas. I think he has more potential than Dak Prescott. I don't know if he's going to be better than Dak. Dak is way better than Justin Fields today. But Justin Fields has a higher ceiling than Dak Prescott does at this point. But they point. just wouldn't do that because of Trey Lance. Yeah, right? probably. I'd not. rather have Trey Lance as the quarterback next year. I, I think there's there's gonna there's gonna be a coach that's like I can break all his bad habits very quickly. I can communicate with him, and we have a dude that has something another and the ability to escape is a huge ability. Not everybody has that same ability, but he doesn't have to just be a runner because the dude can chunk it a ton. Yeah, I wonder like with the eighth pick, not they're not trading the eighth pick, but would the Atlanta Falcons go, hey, instead of taking a quarterback we're not has never played in the league. And it just sure. it has to be what's your report on Justin Fields? Would Atlanta go, hey, we can do some damage? Or would New Orleans go, we can do some damage with Justin Fields in this division? Now I wanted to throw this out real quick because of all the to do there was over the Peacock exclusive wildcard game. Multiple reports over the weekend. Amazon Prime will carry an exclusive NFL postseason game 
next this next season. So with Peacock also doing I, it, that I'm still trying to figure out if they're expanding it out. That is what's really intriguing to me because we said it's not going away for the people who didn't like the Peacock deal. It's not going away, but is this an expansion or just? I think it could be a rotation as well. You know, like you get your rotating stream exclusive game, and now it might be Amazon. But let me see if I can track down more info about So there's six wild card games, right? Yes. So they're going to probably do two as pay-per-view games, it looks like, right? I I think you can make that argument. You're like, hey, we expanded the playoffs for this revenue. Each major network gets their game. ESPN Monday Night Football gets one. Uh, You get Fox. You get CBS and you get NBC. Yep. So you're like every every channel that pays these billions of dollars to do all the regular season games, you all get one wild card game. But there's going to be two wild card games that we pay per view. Supposedly for now, it's still going to rotate between NBC, CBS, and Fox. Okay, but we'll see when that when the next TV contract comes along if that's going to change. Just based on Jerry, didn't it sound like he? W- really had a little interest in the Cowboys ever being part of that. Like, I know he said the Super Bowl will never be that right. way, but it just sounded like he he was like, he's always been free to everybody. I want it to be out there for everybody because of the way TV's I built. just don't think there's a way that Peacock or Paramount or whoever or Amazon can pay enough money that the NFL would take away yeah. a Cowboys playoff game from National Spotlight. And the infrastructure of Paramount was troubling yesterday for a lot of people who are having lag and crash issues with that stream. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 